2: This is the Thunderstorm voice from one oh five point three FM. The voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris. And what else is there on another rainy, stormy day? Other than that too, ah we <laughs> Uh, Mary Ann is, uh, is going through the wires and wires and wires on my desk, which uh, number to 100, I've calculated.
3: Quite
2: astonishing. Uh, hey, Doug, oh, can, can we be heard enough? Uh, I'm, I'm never quite sure if I've hit it yet. Yeah. Doug? Where's... Oh, there we are. All okay. right. Uh, here we are. And we have two guests with us today, which we don't do very often.
3: Seems uh, like we've been doing it quite a bit, actually, but Hi.
2: Uh, this is, uh, this is our
3: other, it's uh, Fred Rittler.
2: Fred Rittler is with us, and uh, we know him very well because for years he has been the man behind the Big Green Egg.
3: You know what, Doug? I'm going to settle
2: this. I'm just, just a second. are moving. Tom's we're moving some. Uh, how 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 about that? Is that any better? That's good. Okay. All right. Now, How is that one doing? I'm fine, Tom. I'm holding it. Can he can he be here? She, he wants to be closer in the front around ground here. Just right. a little more, uh, let me give you a little more juice over here. How's that? Is that, that had to make a little difference. <laughs> did you hear that? Isn't this fun, Fred? And it happens you? every night. You know, it's the nature <laughs> of the beast. Yeah. Still can't hear. Uh, uh, right, give us some more, take Mary. i this. I will okay. take care of this. Okay. Go
3: ahead,
2: Tom. You take okay. It. Anyway, uh, uh, we have two guests in the studio. And I. Uh, uh, who, who do we go to first? Well, I, I, Fred is here. To talk Fred about, is here.
3: Fred is here to talk about the ultimate tailgate party, and I guess Jules would be with the uh, the beneficiary. Is
4: that is that right, Fred? No, well, no. Jules, Jules is with the with one of the cooking teams.
2: Ah, oh. uh, well, close enough. Anyway, they they're hooked together on this. Right. It's a big yeah. weekend.
3: This is your fourth anniversary of this, right?
2: Ninth, ninth anniversary.
4: Yeah. It's our ninth Not
3: tailgate yet. party. Oh my goodness. So um so this is to benefit this is to benefit what, Fred? It's quite so, it's actually several beneficiaries, right,
4: isn't it? Right. We have three beneficiaries. The first is uh well one of them is the Youth Service Bureau in Covington to uh, benefit their CA- their CASA program, which are mm-hmm. court appointed special advocates, they're volunteers who advocate for children in judicial processes. Um that's one beneficiary. Another one is the um Children's Advocacy Center at Hope House in Covington, and it's for their trust-based relational interventions. So, You
2: you know, I don't know if this is the same uh, group of people, but the folks that put together the Chef Soiree soiree every year has a lot of people that they benefit that are kind of along those lines. Is there any connection there?
4: Right. Well, the Youth Service Bureau does the Chef Soiree, and Mm. um, Hope House does Men Who Cook. The one in November. Ah. Ah. right. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then we But have... but
3: they're but they're kind of the same group of people that are helped. Is that right?
4: Right. It, I mean, it's it's all to benefit children and uh-huh. children who are um, disadvantaged or or harmed in some way. Fred, so,
3: how, how did you get involved in this? What, ma- what motivated you initially nine years ago to do this?
4: Well, um, actually, what, what it, it kind of gets back to the hardware store. Uh, a friend of mine is um, in the band 4 Unplugged, and they, they play every year at the, at the event. He was mm-hmm. over by my house, and he's telling me, man, he says, y'all ought to come over to, um, to the Ultimate Tailgate Party and cook there. They have this event and, you know, we were kind of sitting around the pool and maybe had one or two cocktails. And I told him, sure, Ricky, whatever you say. <laughs> and it, <laughs> that, it, That'll get him, it, though. It, 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 it happens. And about 10 minutes later, I'm on the phone with the, the head of the organization uh, of the uh, exchange club. And we were in to, do, to cook that year. And we went to, I went to the event and really still didn't know what the exchange club and the whole thing was about. And got to talking to the folks there and found out that their national project is to prevent child abuse, to help prevent child abuse. Mm. And I felt like that was a really great uh, cause and something that I could get behind. So I joined the club and here we are nine years later.
2: Not.
3: What actually happens at the ultimate tailgate party? First of all, let, I didn't. Um, I started to to introduce you, and then we had all the wire situation <laughs> going on. Fred is yeah, with Basil's Ace Hardware, and you folks certainly would know him from the Big Green Egg connection. Fred is the one who hooked us up with our original Big Green Egg, probably almost 20 years ago now. And uh, hopefully you've sold a whole bunch of Big Green Eggs since then. But Fred is, uh, is sort of the barbecue guru of this show. So if you have any barbecue needs, Basil's Ace Hardware is sort of barbecue central.
2: You know, in a way, it's even more than that. Fred, you, you probably have heard a lot of stuff like this over the years. But uh, my Big Green Egg sits out on our deck and from that our deck you can see from very easily from our kitchen and every day when i walk up i walk into the kitchen and i see the big green egg uh entangled with all of the uh, all of the little trees and all the other stuff and it, it looks like i'm traveling in venice or some place like that <laughs> with the with this uh, this big green uh i
3: don't know I wonder if they have them there
2: and it's Oh well, they're underwater. I
3: would imagine you are, you I would did. imagine that they have big green eggs everywhere now. But um that you know it doesn't get as much use as it used to Fred cuz nothing here gets as much use as it used to. So <laughs> <Honestly>. <laughs> kids is, are gone, this life is, has changed. This is right. known as we just go out.
2: Getting older.
3: Anyway, so all right, so the uh, big so the ultimate the ultimate tailgate is essentially a tailgate, right? right? So what what happens there? So
4: so you know it's it's always the last weekend or two of um of august which we're heading into football season football yep. season in louisiana is tailgating and with tailgating comes barbecue okay so that's central to our uh, our whole event is barbecue we have mm-hmm. fif- 14 to 16 teams that are going to compete in uh, a barbecue competition they have four categories beef chicken pork and ribs they'll they'll compete and then they very graciously provide the food for all of our guests that come to the event.
3: Oh, wow. Okay, so, so they're basically donating themselves. Correct. Uh-huh. Okay. So
4: it's, it's an event we couldn't do without the barbecue teams. Yeah, uh, right. For sure. So,
3: and, and you said how many teams are there? Um,
4: we could have as many as 16. We we okay. have 14 wow. for sure, and one or two are still kind of in the, up in the air, but we'll That's, have yeah, at least 14 teams.
2: Can you, uh, can you, I've just been asked to tell you, uh, or to ask We're you, gonna get to where it. exactly is this?
4: This is at the Covington Trailhead. Okay, downtown that's, Covington.
2: Whoa, that's that's the middle of everything. Right. Uh, it really that's, is. A,
3: that's a nice little area, a really, really nice area. Okay, so it's in... It's in downtown Covington and folks, if you have not been to downtown Covington, first of all, I can't believe that. And second, uh, you should remedy that because it is an adorable, adorable place and a, a, a wonderful little weekend trip. So what time is it and uh, how much does it cost? I would assume that there is a, an entrance uh, fee to get in.
4: Correct, so it's 7 to 11 this Saturday. Um, tickets are $75 per person. Okay. OK, you can get them online at the ultimate uh, ultimate tailgate party dot org okay. or they'll be available at the door.
3: All right. And and now Jules is one of the one of the uh, competitors.
1: Yes, Ooh, that's okay. correct.
3: Uh, OK, what what are you going to be cooking, Jules? Uh,
1: the team is called the Lagarde Bunch. We have a group of brothers. Uncles, Why do they call it that? Uh, brothers. <laughs> uncles, nephews, cousins, and hooligans—bunch. Hooligans!
2: Bunch. hooligans. <laughs> now, now we're getting somewhere. And Actual we, hooligans. And we
1: have eight of us that d- get together on Saturday morning, and uh, we roll out our smokers, and we do the four competition meets: brisket, uh, pulled pork, uh, chicken, and ribs. And then we take it a step further. We we ch- we champion for something, and and the exchange club granted us our wish we wanted to take it a further and rather have the barbecue judges only judge us we asked for the people who pay their tickets pay for their tickets they get 25 tickets um when they pick up their ticket and they were able to vote for who they think is the best tailgate experience so what we do is we take our smoked chicken and we put it in on Chicken Gumbo, and then we take our brisket oh, and we put it in um, brisket bolognese. We also oh. we also found a recipe from a restaurant here in New Orleans, Cane and Table, and we fry ribs and we serve fried ribs on the side. And my wife will be serving some barbecue shrimp on a grit muffin. Uh, my my daughters also <laughs> show up with. Um, ooey-gooey cakes and small pecan pies and brownies, and we serve desserts on the end. So while we're not as serious and professional barbecue people, we're serious tailgaters, and it'll be a serious tailgate experience if you come to our tent.
3: That sounds fantastic. That sounds, sounds pretty like an gourmet, day deal, I have too. to say. It is. Pretty gourmet. Uh, yeah.
2: But nothing wrong with that.
1: We will set up Friday afternoon our tent, string lights, set up the tables, and we will be there first thing in the morning on Saturday. And – uh, even though the, the event starts from 7 to 11, uh, the volunteers for the exchange club are setting up plants and lights and everything else. And it's nice that you have a lot of strollers come through and eat. And there'll even be a few teams feeding the volunteers during the day at lunch. Um, oh, so nice. you can pick up a free meal also there.
3: Okay, that's great. How, uh, how, how much, Oh, that was a big thunder clap.
2: I, I actually felt yeah. the ground rise a little bit.
3: Yeah. How much uh, has it grown over the years, Fred?
4: Well, the first seven years we had it at Chifuncta Country Club. And last year we moved it from Chifuncta to the Covington Trailhead. And last year was our biggest year. And it's looking like this year is going to be even bigger. We'll have more more folks this year than we've had any other year before. So we That's get, we get uh, you know, a thousand, thousand people or so will come through there.
2: Fantastic.
4: And, and so
3: once they pay the price to get in, $75, they just it's it's just like a, a dine around so they just right. go from booth to booth and the food you know they don't have to pay extra for the food no. it's just all, all the food included. they can
4: eat I all see. the all of the beer wine and liquor they can drink we'll have a a band actually we have two bands we got a band to start uh an acoustic band early on in the day the Rick Sampson project and then foreign plugged from 7 until um until 11. I was about to
3: say, foreign plug better still be in there now oh, yeah. that they've got you in it. Yep, yeah. so.
4: <laughs> yeah, foreign plug's there. Uh-huh. Uh, we can have a fireworks show. We've oh, got that's nice. Live, a live auction, silent auction, plenty of nice, um, nice gifts, prizes, good things to, um, you know, if you're looking for a gift, an unusual gift, we have lots of nice things.
3: Wonderful. This is this is. Uh, I'm I'm. I didn't know that it was nine years. I thought it was four years. But this sounds like it's growing a lot every year. And uh, kudos to you, Fred, for getting so involved in. And I mean, you know what? After you get to a certain age uh, and the kids are gone, you know what else are you gonna do? So it sounds yeah. like you're very into it. And you, you. I know that we get emails from you starting in in the early part of the summer for this. And I know that this is a. a, a cause near and dear to your heart so i wish you luck with it um we're going to keep promoting it though the rest of the week so um and we'll probably do something in nomenu.com so if you can send me some pictures of some of the food that would be great okay uh from past years Uh, what other things are on the menu do you know what all of the uh teams are going to be
4: cooking i I do not know that they kind of do that as they get there um they it's it's an amazing group they had one one guy last year did a a deal and i don't remember what was in it but it looked like a um an ice cream sundae but it was barbecue they had (laughs) mashed potatoes um i think pulled pork in it and i I mean if you looked at it it was it was served in a plastic cup looked like an Mm -hmm. ice cream sundae but it was Mm -hmm. it was barbecue Uh
3: But you can't go wrong with barbecue in any iteration. Is it always barbecue? I mean a tailgate has all kinds of different things that people, you know, bring to it. So is it is are there rules for this? Like does it have to be a barbecue or can it just be whatever it is that you like to tailgate?
4: No, it can be anything anything that they, they want to tailgate with. Now do th-
3: you have the same teams that come every year or do they switch out?
4: We we have some teams, like Jules's team's been with us since the since the very beginning um we probably have I would say half of the teams have been with us you know from the beginning and do it year after year and then half of the teams kind of we get new ones some come in some come out Mm -hmm. a couple of years ago when when they had that flood in Baton Rouge we had two or three teams who were scheduled to come and couldn't come because they went to Baton Rouge to cook for the folks in Baton Rouge yeah
3: Okay, uh, Fred, stay with us for a few minutes. Doug starts to hint that it's time to take a break by, <laughs> by little, just little faint strains of music, and they get louder and louder. So before they get really loud, we're going to take a break, but hang on, and we'll be back. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2.
2: Hello there. Welcome back. It's the second chorus of the food show. Had an interesting day today and plenty more interesting stuff coming, I suspect. Uh, Mary Ann is here helping us out. Uh, or actually ruling the roost when depending on uh, <laughs> <laughs> what you're looking at exactly you're
3: welcome yeah anyway. <laughs> I know I am
2: uh, but how long will I remain welcome that's that's, that's <laughs> often <laughs> been asked a question that uh, I can't seem to find a uh, an answer but uh, so Fred here's but wait, before we get back to Fred okay. who uh, whose presence here I appreciate as well as uh, Jules. Uh, as Jules okay. uh, uh, a little bit later on, after we're uh, finished with this part of the program, however long that may take, I'm going to ask you whether you give some of uh, your scraps of food in your house to your doggy. And the reason that's on my mind is that our doggy had a little issue today, and everything is well. Uh, but so now I'm thinking with glad hearts about the doggie.
3: Good. Okay. So, <laughs> right. Fred. Yes, ma'am. Uh, now, Jules, you might want to cover your ears because we're not, cause we're, or, or should we just not include Jules in this at all since he is one of the competitors? No, everybody's what, welcome. Is, what is the best, just in case it's not Jules here, but what is the best thing that you have ever had off the grills in your nine years With the uh, well, actually, you haven't been there. Yeah. How long have you been with
4: the ultimate I've been with it seven years.
3: Seven. Okay. So in the seven years that you've been with it, what is the thing that just blew your mind off of those grills?
4: Geez, that's a hard question. Ah, I I I don't know.
3: Well, that's not selling it very well, Fred. Come on. Well, there's you so gotta much. You got to make us want to go. <laughs> I mean, Mary- I tell you what, what Jules said sounded really good. Yeah, we yeah. Mary- you Mary- to beat you. Yeah.
1: The, the, some of the te- um, two years ago, uh, the, the chef at Oxlot 9 brought his team from uh, Smoke, which he has closed uh, now. But uh, I And know. Jeffrey could not compete last year because his brother was getting married. But Jeffrey is going to be in full force. Uh-huh. He, he didn't realize it the first time that. Uh, you could bring extra stuff. So he had his four competition wow. meets. But his his wife, Amy, has thrown down the gauntlet. They were next <laughs> to us three years and said, we are going to be competing with the Lagards dead on okay. this year. So I would look for some great food coming out of Oxlot.
3: I would say so. Th- there yes. is a
1: company called Frog Bone that does seasonings. They bring in a team. And then there mm-hmm. is the swine crew that won – um, Hogs for the Cause, I yeah, think, I two years say, ago. Yeah, and then there's a group who always wins a bunch of, of the uh, categories, Swinel Richie. Uh, they're, they're really <laughs> great barbecue uh, people. So, uh-huh. you know, they are – It's this good pe- eating
3: is what you're saying. It's not, darn good eating. Not well. only
1: that, with the four categories of beef, brisket, uh, ribs, chicken, and pork, the the teams are taking their food and going up one level, and you're just not getting 14 layers of beef brisket as you walk around. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, we might even throw in some grilled oysters this year if we get if Ooh. we get lucky. Oh, well, now,
3: now, now, now Tom's talking. You'll see Tom there for sure. <laughs> um, you know the Hansels. I, I just and, I'm huge fans of theirs. Well,
2: on. yeah, but yeah, this is the year that they're doing the soft shell oysters for the first time. Shell and all, you just go ahead and. No. You only only
3: have to sit through that once. I have to sit through that every restaurant. Tom, you're talking to an
1: old Bay St. Louis boy. You're not going to fool me.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, that is super exciting. Your menu alone, seriously, Jules, your menu alone sounds fantastic. And the fact that the Hansels are going to be there, I I am sure everyone. I, I guess when. When people start stepping up their game, then that influences the others to step up their game, and so over the years it'll probably just get more and more gourmet. Well,
1: and to to reinforce what Fred said, I got involved seven years ago. um
3: Oh, so you did? You all get involved together? Like no, did you know each no, other before I, this? I, oh, just a eight eight
1: years okay. ago, I tried to enter, but I didn't make the deadline. The next year ah, I entered, okay. and I I never I wasn't a big barbecue fan, but. I decided I was gonna enter something and I entered pork tenderloin and root vegetables and it didn't win anything, but everybody loved it. And the Mm -hmm. next year we just fried ribs and we didn't win anything, but everybody loved it. So Mm -hmm. I told the the cousins and the hooligans, we're gonna get serious and enter the four categories, but we're gonna take it up a level and serve a whole bunch of other stuff. This is such a great uh, fundraiser for Mm -hmm. the beneficiaries. The exchange Mm -hmm. club does a great job A lot. It's 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 a small version of the previous. uh, What I mentioned, the hog for the cause. This is a small, intimate group of of fourteen teams, professionals and rookies. We're rookies, Uh, Uh and we. Well, you
3: don't sound like it. That's the good. No, we are. We we
1: are. We are. We get together once a year and do this. We don't practice or anything. We just come Uh out there on a Saturday, with the main intention of putting a good time out there and letting the exchange club raise the money for uh with your passion yes it it is it it, and so Uh i love it every year
3: Well, it sounds delicious, I have to say, and I'm I'm super excited that you've got that many teams out there cooking that kind of food. So let's let's go through it one more time. It is at the Covington trailhead, which, if you have not been there, folks, you can see by a, a not you know not gigantic, but a little bit of a campanile there, and you can uh, it's it's by um, Lola if you are familiar, uh, and it is this. Saturday right
4: correct this Saturday, Saturday August 24th
3: from, from 7 to 11 right okay and tickets are available how Fred
4: On, online um, ultimate tailgate that's all one word yeah yep. or at the door okay or call me at the hardware store and we'll get you fixed up
3: okay now, Fred, are you – do you cook anything out there? Are
2: you
4: – No, I, I'm I'm okay. involved in the club, and, and, you know, there's a lot of moving parts. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, working, working the event.
2: Okay. You know, this is like uh, I've been told by a bunch of chefs. Uh, they can really cook like crazy. But at the end of cooking all of that, you walk up to this wonderful food that you've prepared – and you realized, you know, if you cook it yourself, it doesn't seem quite as exciting as <laughs> uh, as if you had... You're just ev- eating it. Uh, <laughs> it, it. You're eating it, and there are a whole bunch of other people who are raving about it. I suspect that the, the big green egg is a little bit like that.
3: You know, um, the chef's soiree is a massive event, and uh, and this is going to be an intimate event with food that sounds very comparable And uh, it would be a a great thing to do because, I mean, that just sounds great. $75 for all that, that's that's a good deal. It's It's a really good deal. It's a bargain. Yeah, it is. All right. Well, thank you, Fred and Jules. And uh, you've got me hungry now. I might see you all out there.
1: All right. Thank you. Yeah. That's for and we'll keep,
3: we'll keep promoting it, Fred. I promise.
1: Okay. Thank right. you. Marianne, one year, yes. we tried to talk Tom into it last year, and I know that your station people don't like to do remotes. Y'all need to do an afternoon remote while the cooking's going out there under one of the oak trees.
3: Mm. Well, is, that, is that is that going to be Friday?
1: No, Saturday. Saturday. Saturday.
3: No, no. I know the event is Saturday, but do you all start cooking? I mean, that's a lot of food to S- do. So some, you, some it's people only Saturday. Some,
1: some people. Most people. It, it's some people start on Friday, but very rarely it's all Saturday okay. morning and going.
4: Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll start. Because you
3: know, hogs up. is is the night before too. So yeah. they do, but uh, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll think about that. Yeah. All
1: right. Would love that's to true. have.
2: I've you have done it before. Yes. Yeah, so would I. Well, it's been a lot of fun, it always is, and uh, thanks a lot. Good luck. Good and luck with it. Right. We'll see you good there we'll or in some it. kind of way. Okay? All right, we'll, sounds we'll good. We'll keep hitting it. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye.
3: That is the ultimate tailgate party this Saturday night, 7 to 11, in the Covington Trailhead. Or you know, the everybody's, Trailhead. Got,
2: everybody's got uh, an idea about this. but. The charities put on by this particular organization, the Services Bureau
3: yeah. uh-huh. they uh,
2: they really get some some stuff down, and I'm fairly often, sometimes I think I could almost say that I'm involved with just about everything over there uh, during those events, and uh, it's just fantastic to, to see that going on in what is really a fairly small town. But uh, but there it is and uh, well the chef
3: soiree is massive oh yeah it's,
2: it's that's that's massive. so such class this too.
3: is this is a lot more intimate you'll probably get a lot more food a lot faster it's uh, seventy five dollars I think this is a one of those don't miss it one of those don't miss it all right two six zero six three six eight is the number we will remind you about the ultimate tailgate party the rest of the week so that oh no, we will do that. So that you don't miss it. Uh, But we are here doing our usual prattling on about food. (laughs) So so it's time to start prattling if you want to call us, 260-6368. Today, Tom, is the... Yes, it is the birthday, uh, or I should say the Uh, date that Hawaii became a state. uh,
2: That's a good one.
3: Yeah, I w- I'm looking here at your almanac. In 1959, it says it says humu humu nuku. Yeah, that's new a you is the fish. Be,
2: believe it or not, it's a an Arthur Godfrey song. No, he uh, he really did. Let's see if I can.
3: Really? Yeah. It's the smallest fish in the that, world, supposedly. That's it. It's uh-huh. the smallest fish it's in the world. It's
2: the state fish. And. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll bet you. Hey, Doug. I can, wonder if it's
3: served on menus.
2: Can you look around and see if you you have Doug that? I can that's, find anything. That's a long shot, but uh, but it's a it, it's a, a classic Hawaiian song, really. It's. A, I like a, that
3: Christmas song. It does. Okay. It's,
2: it's pretty crazy. Doug. Anyway,
3: Hawaiian food. Right. Uh, Hawaii is not known for its food, let's say that, <laughs> <laughs> except, of course, in the case of Spam.
2: Uh <laughs> Now, they there are some real chefs over there, and yes, it has become true. it has become a different kind of place from what it was the first time I went there, and uh, they they really know their stuff. The probably the most curious aspect of Hawaiian food is that they make these boxes of or lunch boxes. What I, is what I think they still they're, call it. no,
3: they're called um, it's something like that. No, they're called no. Tell me. Plate lunches. That's what it's Plate lunches. Well, okay. Plate lunches.
2: All right, it's something or other uh, lunches. And they're dreadful. And they're dreadful. <laughs> and you stand they're in line dreadful. at, at this, these little booths, and you you bring it back, and you have uh, these boxes of the most mediocre of imaginable food. But there are many other cheap things. Enough though. They're, they're, it, 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 uh, it's a beautiful place to be. Oh, it's exquisite. And
3: now, if anyone's had a plate lunch that's good, please tell us.
2: Yeah, please, please. Yeah. yeah.
3: Good. What were we going to finish saying? I'm sorry. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, the food, you, according to your almanac, and we already know this, but Japanese American and Aboriginal, I didn't know that, cooking styles, it's a blend of those, which makes it a unique cuisine. But um, ho- mahi-mahi, I thought mahi-mahi was a gulf fish. It's imported from, ho- oh, it says gulf waters too. Yeah. Hawaii has mahi-mahi too?
2: Uh, mahi Mahi, yes. uh, why, why? Yeah, oh, is that right? Okay, That's, okay. You hit me and, to it. And Beat the
3: Opakapaka it. and Moonfish; these are all fish, according to your mm-hmm. website, mm-hmm. that uh, that are famous and uh, familiar in Hawaii. Um, Mama's Fish House—I want to throw that out. Has anyone been to Mama's Fish House, which has the distinction to this day of being? The most expensive lunch the Fitzmaurices have ever encountered, and this was almost ten years ago. Yeah,
2: this Uh, is one you've (laughs) snuck past me. I'd have, I never heard. That
3: was like three hundred dollars for lunch for us, the three of us. And but wait a minute. But
2: I don't remember this.
3: But that place is so special that my sister was in Hawaii just this summer, and um. I told her to go to Mama's Fish House. Originally this place was mentioned to us by some friends that we absolutely should not miss it. It's on Maui. And um and and you do have to it's it's out of the way. You do have to drive to it. So we um I think there was a famous basketball player there when we were there. But it's it's right on the beach of course, and there's a, a nice beach with maybe a volleyball net or something outside. But the but the food is absolutely fantastic and it's so are the prices but um i told my sister if you're going to hawaii go to mama's fish house so she went but she wasn't totally convinced about going there until she met a woman at the airport and the the woman was saying that she had just come back from hawaii and she said i have three words for you mama's fish house and so <laughs> my sister said okay that kind of seals the deal so they went and i was kind of shocked because my sister doesn't go to restaurants like that generally speaking but she was mm-hmm. quite pleased so if anyone's mm-hmm. been there i'd like to hear how things are going at mama's to, fish to do, house to. it's been a while since i've been there or anything else you'd like to say about hawaii oh food? i have
2: i have one you, do you remember what it is
3: it's kind of interesting what
2: you don't remember my story of Hawaii?
3: Well, we're going to have to wait on it, so hold I, uh, it. And when we come back from the break, we will definitely, uh, I'm interested. I don't know which up. story you're talking about. I'm no. sure I've heard it. Two six zero six three six eight. this is WWL-FM 105.3.
0: I'm so sorry. Holly Loki just... Just left the building.
3: <laughs> All right, well, Doug, I tell you what, you're just amazing at finding those things. It's pretty. Uh, it's like we can just toss it to you. And we know we're gonna. It's gonna turn up in a few minutes.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, it
3: comes and, little goes, taste, comes little and bits, goes. Little tastes, little bits. Anybody have any great spam recipes? That's these sort of the. That well, should be they... like a state
2: meat it is. of
3: of those Oh, state. they
2: they are really. Is, really is that into
3: World this. War II related? What was that? Why no, did that happen? It's just something
2: that it's just something that caught on.
3: Oh,
0: here and, we go. Wait. Mm-hmm. Now, just, just a word of caution here. Um, yes. This is not about the fish. This was yeah. also known as the Hawaiian War Chant. So, <laughs> I was about to
3: say, how could you tell it's not about the fish? It's I have no very idea what violent.
0: <laughs> this is a very violent song. We don't want to hurt anybody.
3: All right, here goes. But you have no idea what they're saying anyway. So. They're
0: saying, get out of the way or die. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what were you going to say, Tom? Mm. Okay, That's enough.
2: I think we've got share. here. Two six zero
3: six three six eight. Do you like spam, Tom?
2: No, but you know what? Uh, I, I had it once at a food booth uh, at the the place that is now the uh, casino right, right there, and uh, they it was a local company, and they were doing little sandwiches out of out of. Um, our favorite little uh, it's stuff. It's not.
3: There. It's it's kind of chunky. It's chunky ham. It's like if you were making a patty. But well, do you know ham. what it is? It's ham, isn't it?
2: It's ham, and it's front. It's the the. Ham b- shoulder. The ham shoulder. No, not ham
3: shoulder. And um, pork shoulder.
2: Pork shoulder, which is all the same. It's delish. thing. delish.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh,
2: I, I so see I what's would going
3: think on I would think that uh, it could be made to be pretty good. Actually, uh, it's, if not it's, horrible, prepared but it's not horrible, it's
2: not what uh, I would call uh, delicious. I but mean, I,
3: I love, just think about this, Spam Tacos.
2: You think about it. I've got so much more to do. I'll leave that one to you. Spam J- J-
3: Tacos, th- all of you weird taco places out there, try it.
0: What? Well, one of the things that you can use Spam for, and they've been using it for years, is furniture polish. Oh, Yes, How you can polish mean? your furniture with spam. Believe me, they have <laughs> done do it do for that? years, since the Second World War, as a matter of fact.
3: <sighs> That's not true, is it, Doug?
0: It is absolutely no, true. It, it has it really? the ring of truth. Is it, that it really? really? does. Yes. Wow. Uh-huh. That's yep. a
2: little disturbing. We'll have to stir huh. the, uh, up uh, a book or something and see if we can uh, get some talk facts about on it. Y- yeah, by by next way, week. It's by actually by
3: cheaper
0: way, than Pledge.
3: <laughs> Probably better for your your furniture too. Also, uh, coffee is becoming really popular in Hawaii now. Kona coffee.
2: Uh huh. When I was there uh, some years ago, you it were was, there back in the
3: early nineties, weren't you? Nineties. Uh, oh, you said twice. you were going to talk about your story. What was your story? And then we had to go to a break. You my, said, story, what's my story.
2: My story is uh, is this. Uh, I was staying in one of these st- straw. Uh, Thatched roof places. That's roofed places. Thatched roofed places. That's, you you put it better than I do. And uh, you uh, you wake up in the morning and there it is ringing all over you. But anyway, this was covered with all of this straw. And I was staying in there. Uh, it was, uh, I forget. You well,
3: were there because Emerald, uh, Emerald this was in the ascendancy yeah. of Emerald's
2: career. It, it really was. It was
3: just starting to take off.
2: Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. But uh, we, I lived on one little sp- sort of like island, and I could stand out on this little spit of island and look out into the sunset, and then I saw the flash of green.
3: Oh, was that the first time you saw that?
2: First and only.
3: Was it really? Huh.
2: And uh, I thought it was uh, just astonished, and I also thought that nobody's going to believe that I actually saw this, because uh, it's just too unlikely. It's so rare for that to happen. But I did, and there I was out in the middle of the ocean. It was it was quite an experience.
3: Okay. Let me let me take
2: I kept that. thinking if only Marianne is notches. here. It would it would be so much better if Marianne had been
5: here.
2: Yeah. Oh well. That was and, one and of my kids. stupider
3: <laughs> That would have been that was one of my stupider decisions to not go on that trip. But um, it was uh, it was back in the early '90s, and Emerald was invited for I think it was called the Islands of the Sun.
2: Yeah, it was. It was a some kind of
3: competition or something. Uh,
2: it was a competition with chefs from literally all over the world mm-hmm. who were serving up dishes that were on the spicy side, mm-hmm. and you can imagine uh, for a guy like Emeril and a lot of other chefs around the country. It didn't take much to get to that spot, Yeah. and uh, it was some kind of uh, peppery, but it was very exciting and the whole event itself uh, was a turn on.
3: Oh, uh, sure. I mean, you had your own yeah, butler,
2: didn't you? I had No, but they did have something unusual that I have been telling people about ever since, and that is they had a uh, an alarm clock such that it was set off Let's say you had it going off at eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, what happened at eight o'clock in the morning is that the uh, the coffee grinder mm-hmm. that takes the beans and renders yeah. them into mm-hmm. it went off at five o'clock oh, automatically? or six o'clock. Yeah, and those things are not meant to go at six a.m. So
0: that woke you up. So that woke yeah. you
3: up. Yeah, just trust. Uh, well, that is quite an don't alarm let, clock. Don't
2: ever think. let that happen. That
3: is quite an alarm clock. But yeah. if you had to put up with that in order to stay in a place like that, I think that would be worth it. Oh, it was I so romantic. I certainly would have thought. Isn't bought, it so.
2: romantic? Okay. Music Anyway,
3: Hawaii. Anyone wants to call about Hawaii, Hawaiian food? It's gotten a lot better now because Honolulu has become sort of... Honolulu is kind of looking a little bit like Vegas in a way right now. I mean, this was was almost 10 years ago. Um, Actually, it was 10 years ago. Um, That... Honolulu is where you, it's like a shopping mecca for the ultra, ultra kinds of and goods, bring all luxury your goods. Yeah, so I would imagine that the cuisine has uh, been kicked up a few notches to go along with the kinds of people that would go to Honolulu to shop like
2: that. It is, uh, aside from all of so that. So I'm
3: overdue for another visit there, for sure. In, to in addition
2: to, to what we've all said here, the, the beauty of the Archit- not the architecture. The uh, natural the, beauty. The natural, the natural beauty, beauty of the place. and the. the is incredible. Uh, and we went down into a. Uh, the crater. A, 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 a crater. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I'll, that's that's a biggie.
3: Yeah, it was it's uh, that was a that was a good trip. Well, I mean, you've been twice, but um, I I definitely would like to go back again. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. That is two uh, six zero menu. If you would like to call us and talk about, you know, absolutely nothing at all having to do yeah, if you love uh, in any way connected with food, that's what we do. Just
2: if, chatter about if it. If you uh, like. Uh, Hawaiian food better than we're making it out to be. Call us up and tell us what you think. Or the exopo- Yeah, the, the, the. I
3: like these words you're making up. Maybe yeah, they'll make just, it to the lexicon I'm not, at some point. I'm adding
2: them up. I'm putting them yeah, down. Yeah, are you gonna, good? I think that's yeah, a great idea. You never can tell when For they'll sure. be needed.
3: Yeah. Anyway, uh, 260-6368. So do we have any restaurant reports?
2: I do. I, I reported a couple of things from you and I, things you and I did. I wrote a review today about uh, the Casa, wait, don't tell me, mm. uh, the Casa uh, León. León.
3: I can only let you okay. go for a little bit.
2: Thank you. <laughs> and uh, it's on uh, Butner, Butner, there we go, there's another Boston one. Boston Street. Austin Street? Nope. Boston, Street. Boston, Boston Street. Boston Street. Boston mm-hmm. Street, right, this is right in the snack dab middle of uh, Covington. Covington. And it's right across the street from a bunch of shops. Some of a, a distorted amount of of them are hair cutters and barbers. For some reason, I'm
3: looking at your. Now that you're not, you know, incredibly fascinating. To me, oh, but I I'm, know, yeah. I'm, I am reading your uh, your almanac while you are talking. And I see that today is the birthday in 1754 of the uh, unfortunate uh, Louis the 16th.
2: Louis XVI, yes, who was named after a long-running and really good restaurant in No,
3: no, the New other world. way around. So that's what I was going to get to. That huh? the Louis XVI the restaurant is named after Louis XVI, the, the person. That's right. And those were kind of uh, those were kind of halcyon days for dining. Ooh, were was... they ever? That was that was that restaurant was a uh, sort of a big deal when it
2: arrived, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Yeah. Uh,
3: that's what, is that what brought Daniel Bono that's to town?
2: The, he, they brought him to town. He was a mm-hmm. very young guy at that time. I think he uh-huh. was in his young 20s. Yeah. And he was very French, and he came over here. And he, everybody just looked at him, and he, he looked back at them and said, "Okay, let's do it." Mm-hmm. And he did French food, like real French food, not faggy. Yeah, like
3: nobody had, and, ever, me, seen wrong, uh, no un- had ever
2: seen before. No one had ever seen before. No one had seen uh-huh. seen anything like that. Yeah. And uh, it was uh, something that. Uh, did the hotel
3: group, just open then in the '70s? Was, Is that
2: when it opened? The whole thing was the the hotel and the restaurant and everything else kind of came together and it was uh, Gunther Preuss was involved in this. Oh, he was? Claude yes. Aubert. Who was Claude, Claude Aubert? Claude Aubert was one of the chefs, one uh-huh. of the other chefs. Did
3: he also get uh, get imported from France, or had he been around now, town? He
2: uh, was German, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, there was a, uh, just, uh, uh, I don't have a word for it, the number of chefs and waiters that came here, to do this high-level kind of uh, cookery, and also the beauty of the restaurant itself was uh, just astonishing. Uh, it, there have been very few restaurants that have even have come close to Louis XVI.
3: Why do you think it ended?
2: Uh, it didn't manage, last really management, that long. Management, because
3: I know that I I managed to go. I've been in your life since eight, 1988. And I think that I went to Louis XVI right before it closed. So that's not. So if it opened in the 70s, then it barely lasted 20, 25 years, maybe, huh?
2: It went off and on a few times. Oh, is that right? It
3: closed and opened again.
2: Yeah. No kidding. it, It was a, it was a management deal that that would be my analysis of it from having seen it because when it was at its best i tell you they didn't miss a a a tiniest detail
1: isn't it
3: in where the old solaris parking lot wasn't it like right there solaris no i know that I thought that from that parking lot, though, you could get to Mr. B's and to Louis XVI. No? Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, you could. You would have had to str- uh, go across the street.
3: Oh, so it was across the street. It was across beyond oh, oh, the Oh, I see what it is. So in other words, they had parking in that garage for both Louis XVI. And Mr. B's.
2: They did, yeah. Okay, so that's the
3: connection. All right, so Louis XVI, I remember that um, an old boyfriend of mine's family uh, mother came to town and stayed at Louis XVI. That was the first time I ever set foot in the place, and then the next time I went was when I went to dinner there with you. But I remember that being really kind of nay plus ultra kind of – pretentious kind of oh it, service. it was pretty
2: pretentious but the things they really did well I'm gonna run down a, a, a quick yeah moment. yeah okay yeah uh, first of all they started not going most of the time <laughs> they uh, uh, the, the first course the the uh, uh, appetizer were these vegetable soups and they tended to be things like asparagus green beans uh, uh, other kinds of beans. And they were completely uh, pureed and then some. And they had a wonderful texture, and they tasted like whatever the vegetable was. Mm-hmm. And you would eat it, and you would say, well, goodness sake, this tastes exactly like a broccoli.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, that's because the way it got that broccoli taste was to actually cook broccoli and eat it. Yes. <laughs> and and, uh, and th- their whole menu was largely like that. Then they had these dishes that were prepared for two people at the table.
3: Right. Yes. And, uh, Everything was, a lot of stuff was tableside, wasn't was it? It
2: was a lot of tableside yeah. stuff where you have two waiters, one over there, another one over here, and each of them would make their part of getting this, this big apparatus, and they would be going on at the same time, and... Uh, it wasn't
3: all tableside though, was Not it? all it, of was it. just no, you had to order was, a certain kind of thing.
2: But. Uh, there but were, there was a lot. It was, I it remember was there being if you a lot. went there and you didn't get any of those dishes though, like the uh, uh-huh. Louis the Sixteenth had Chateau um, Chateaubriand, which was my favorite, and they also did the the other one that was even more famous though. Oh. Uh, Beef Wellington. Beef Wellington, uh-huh. where the whole all of that was wrapped up in a pastry uh-huh. and they uh-huh. bake that whole thing in the oven and they would carve that at the table. Uh-huh. And uh, that was really something. If you'd never seen it before, you would get really worked up about it.
3: <laughs> okay, Gregory yeah. is on the phone. But Gregory. I want to I come back to this subject because I'm kind of fascinated by that restaurant. Hi, yeah, Gregory.
2: Gregory, come on in. I bet he
5: knows a little That's bit about That's probably Louis. why he's
3: calling. That's why Could I want to get we'll him on. We'll find out. Hey, so there, very, Gregory.
5: Very perceptive, Marianne. That's why I'm calling. I <laughs> thought so. <laughs> we ought to have a so, whole show about that place. Well, we're going Not to because, I mean,
3: you're yeah, we we going to come back to it.
5: It was uh, it was that terrific, and it did you know it wasn't originally where it ended up at the St. Louis. It was across the street down at the St. Anne's. And what was there was Tom, you remember this place? And it made quite a splash, but it didn't last a year. It was called Scale.
2: Lascaux. Scale was the most pretentious restaurant in the history. That of was the New ambitious
5: Orleans. restaurant. Talk and about
2: French. Here <laughs> it, here were the choices you had. You would sit down, and and these were your hundred percent. Church, uh, these were your That's choices. It. Okay. The first one was the four, uh, the $75 dinner, which was a yeah. t- table d'hote dinner. Back then? One thing after yeah. another. Wow. And it was all set up and all of the but it was decorations. Good, man. <laughs> of, oh, there was one other option, the $95 <laughs> menu. And,
5: <laughs> Wasn't and, this like in there the 70s? It was a pre menu. It <laughs> was a pre-picked menu. The,
2: yeah, I've got an uh, a edition of the New Orleans menu that came out around then, and I have everybody depicted there. I
5: Only still have a 20. full place setting of Lascaux dinnerware, China, that I, yeah. oh, that I was really? able, able to get from the Smith family. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a place setting for four. And it, it, it's, it's got the main plate, Lascaux, and it, and it has all the other plates, and it has yeah. a couple of uh, signature wine flutes that, that uh, they used to use there. Um, the thing about Louis XVI, if you were a good diner, and i I there often, I'm very proud to say, usually it was because I had friends that loved it as much as I did, and so did my parents. But almost almost 40% of that stuff was done table side with a garadon. And I miss that. I really do miss that. Everything from the Caesar salad to they bring out a whole side of salmon and slice it right there in front of you and put it on the plate, on a chilled plate, to the foie gras. Oh, my gosh, the foie gras. Uh, they would do the like you said. The beef Wellington was probably the best dish I've ever had. I haven't had one, and I and I and I've been around the world. I have not had a beef Wellington as well as they did it at Louis XVI, yeah. with the uh, perigo sauce and all that stuff, and just the service was impeccable. And yeah, they, it was uh, very good. And from and from my point of view, their wine selection was nobody could touch it. Not the Brennans, not Commander's Palace. No, that was then, you know. Yeah, um, yeah,
2: that was that was really something, and uh, this was right, kind of the beginning of people really knowing something about wine, because before like then, they just
5: started to, and then people just decided they didn't want to dress up and go out to eat anymore, and that's that's what killed Louis XVI. The um, they had too many people wanting to come in there they didn't have any clothes, and Louis XVI also had a full closet of men's jackets and uh, even even neckties. For well, the uh, gentlemen, in case they came in. But the people wanted to come in and show us, and it really, really killed the ambiance on yeah. um, Okay, right, Gregory, wait, wait, if wait, you want
3: to hold wait. on, we're going to keep talking about yeah, this anyway, if you want to uh, hold
5: on. Just
2: stop. Yeah, yeah I'm stop I know. He's passionate. He's passionate. I, he's passionate. Just, I know.
3: All right. all right. So,
2: more just of hang the food on. show coming here on 105.3 FM, HD2, Kenner, New Orleans, WWL, Tom Fitzmaurice, The Food Show.